Lead Generation Strategies for B2B Tech Companies, a podcast by Brightvision. Here, you will learn how to generate great leads from the most experienced B2B sales and marketing people. Your host today, and always, is Jakob Levenbrand, CEO at Brightvision. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the B2B Lead Jam podcast for tech companies. My name is Jacob Lovenbrand. I'm the managing director of Bright Vision, as well as host of this podcast. And today we're going to talk about a topic that's really uh, interesting and also very, very hot, since a lot of companies is working on this. And today's topic is enabling digital transformation through ABM, account-based marketing. And we're going to talk around this with an expert in the field, Thad Kailov, the CEO of B2B Agency Business Online. Welcome to our podcast, Thad. Thanks for having me, Jacob. Excited to be here. Well, so am I. So uh, before we start, could you please briefly tell us about who you are and what you do? Sure. So I'm the principal of Business Online, and Business Online is a, a B2B performance-driven digital marketing agency. We've been around since 99. We help to launch end-to-end demand gen and ABM programs for growth, mid-market, and enterprise customers like Baker Hughes and Ericsson, PayPal, Honeywell, and Thermo. And we have a world-class team of data-driven marketers who have expertise in strategy, content creative, performance, channel media, as well as reporting and analysis. And let me just tell you this, ABM is red hot. This is a great topic, Jacob. Yeah, it is. It is. And uh, I'm so interested to to get the insights from you <laughs> who's, who's been working with this for quite some while. For example, I noticed that uh, Business Online have had a uh, uh, partnership with SixSense, one of the ABM platform providers since 2013. So you are, from many perspectives, a front runner in the ABM space. So I'm really interested to see how we can you know, discuss this today. I look forward to, to diving in deep. Should be fun. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's start with a uh, little bit overall thing uh, of the account-based marketing space. Uh, where do you, if we just start with a very basic question, where do you see the business value of ABM uh, compared to more traditional demand gen, branding and so forth? Yeah. No, it, it, you know, the value of, of ABM is, is tremendous and it's, and it's a very hot topic in, in the world of B2B today. And in fact, I think uh, Terminus produced a report, the state of ABM, and my understanding is they've, uh, you know, surveyed folks in the UK, France, Germany, and the US. And I know a lot of your, your listeners and, and readers are, are international and focused, but 80, 86% of those B2B marketers surveyed plan on deploying an account-based marketing approach in the future. So, you know, just a general statement, there's a lot of demand for, for account-based marketing. And I think the value is found um, in, in, in four areas. Number one is efficiency, right? You, you focus the right resources, you spend the right dollars on the, the accounts and clients you're most likely to win, grow, and retain profitably. Like that's first and foremost. You don't waste those dollars in just going after anyone. You go after specific accounts that are most beneficial to you, right? And that's the difference between ABM and demand gen, where demand gen is just putting your content in market, whoever consumes it comes to you and you begin the sales process, right? So that's the first one is efficiency. And often we'll see some of our clients see 
upwards of 80% savings in, in net dollars as it relates to something like media when you focus those efforts on the right accounts versus just anyone. Uh, number two is speed. I mean, you get to engage with those accounts that are going to buy from you um, and understand intent data because that's a big buzzword, right? Who's out there actually in market, who you should be going after. And you get to engage with them in a way that drives velocity in the sales process because you're more focused on their needs and, and customizing the buyer journey based off of what their needs are versus just everyone. Uh, and, and last but not least is financial, right? It costs less to acquire these accounts. It costs less to grow and retain these accounts. And so the CEO and CFO will love you for that. And the last piece here, which I think, you know, transitions into the bigger topic that you mentioned is just customer centricity. You know, the value of ABM, in my opinion, is beyond those three elements. It's the fact that you're shifting from many B2B organizations from a sales and product driven approach to a customer-centric approach. So if you're doing ABM well, it's the muscle memory to show the world that you're a more customer-centric organization. Yeah, great uh, insights there. So four different areas where you see the value uh, in differentiation to more traditional marketing tactics. So very interesting there. And <clears throat> when you work with clients now deploying ABM programs, ABM system and tech stacks where do you see that digital transportation impact these marketing and sales organizations most so i want to make sure i understand the question where, where do we see the greatest impact from a from a functional perspective in sales and marketing when they're launching abm yes exactly okay i, I think the, the first one is around alignment frankly right i think you know the alignment of of sales and marketing to understand essentially who are the best accounts to go after and how to engage those accounts is, is probably one of the biggest aspects of, of ABM. And in fact, you know, most folks from the U.S. would define account-based marketing as the alignment of sales and marketing and their approach to engage and win, you know, target accounts. I think, you know, the other piece that, that is really interesting is then how you construct the buyer journey as it relates to the needs of those accounts, right? How do you build a better experience for those accounts so you can get their attention, you can get them to engage with you digitally, and you can actually bring them all the way through to sales so you can have you know, a conversation to close the business. Um, if that helps to answer your question, or, or did I miss it, Jacob? No, that was great, awesome. So when you, a follow-up question on that, when you engage with a client who wants to start working or improve their ABM, do you typically work with the sales or the sales ops, Mar Mar Martech ops, or is it the CMO? Or where do you engage uh, organizational wise? Yeah, I love that question because you know the, the 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 true answer is it just depends on the client and the need and how they've come to us. I think ultimately, when we're doing our best work for clients, we're actually engaging at all levels. Where we're typically brought in at the marketing function level. Maybe a VP of demand uh, has reached out to us or a CMO who says, look, we need to transform and be more customer centric and we need to build a better experience for our customers uh, as it relates to, you know, gaining their attention and, 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 and building trust from a brand perspective. Um, but then quickly, we, we also have to connect with um, the business and finance side of things so we can understand the efficacy of these efforts so we can get the right resources so we can engage these folks. And then also from a customer success perspective, 
are we handing over the right customers so that team can be successful in onboarding, right? Retention and growth. So when we do this well, and, and, and you know, we've got a couple of great case studies, one of which with Baker Hughes, we're actually engaging at all levels. And it doesn't really matter who brought us in. We will sometimes be brought in from a sales perspective where the sales team will need you know, better accounts to work and more engagement so their, their teams can be more successful. But more often than not, we're, we're usually engaging with someone uh, at, at, at a senior marketing level. Okay. Yeah. So interesting. And that makes ABM both interesting, but also to certain extent uh, complex since there are so many stakeholders that could be interested in driving an ABM initiative of some kind. So that's very interesting. Uh, when you start, since you serve B2B clients with ABM programs of different kinds, where do you start from a process perspective? Uh, is it uh, having a strategy workshop or is it more doing a tech evaluation or can you take us through a little bit of the process yeah. where you need to lay the foundation in order to set up a successful program? Yeah, let me let me take two, two let me let me address that in two ways. Number one, one is strategic, right? So the first thing we're doing is I'll even take a half a step back. The, the goal that all the marketers and sales folks that we're talking to today is speed to value. How quickly can you get something up in market and show that's generating pipeline that then matriculates in, into revenue, right? And, and because of the COVID world we live in and just the change in the environment, it's, it's all about speed and it's all about value, right? So how do you get there, right? And that's a great question. And fundamentally, from a strategic perspective, we think about alignment. Because if you have alignment, you can move faster and you can deliver more efficiency and you can deliver greater success, right? So there's functional alignment, as we just mentioned, around you know, the finance role, sales, marketing, and customer support. So we do work in a workshop session to understand the needs of each one of these functions as we build out the program, right? Then the second component to that is a, a buyer journey alignment workshop where we're actually constructing the buyer's journey from the very first advertisement to the web experience, to you know, digital ads, to email follow-up and, and through nurture campaigns as we hand them off to sales and sales enablement. So we can provide something that's unique and different based off of their needs at, at the role level and at a vertical, vertical level, and also based on the stage that they're in in the buying process. And then the last piece to this, Jacob, is the technical alignment, right? You've got the MarTech, you have RevTech, like the ABM platforms like Sixth Sense, Terminus, and the Manbase, and you have AdTech and data, right? Where you're, you're using surge, intent, and predictive data to orchestrate all that. So that's just the strategic piece that needs to you know, be worked through and a, you know, a strategy needs to be delivered to find success. From a technical, or excuse me, from a tactical perspective, you know, you need to build an experience that relates in a more personal way to each one of these accounts. You need to launch channels and optimize those channels so that you can engage them uh, at, at a more appropriate time as they are actually moving through the buyer's journey. And then you need to orchestrate all of that, right? You need to bring together the best content via the best channels and know what the next best action is and how you can build micro segments off of that, those buyer journeys. So at the highest level, I think about the, the, the challenges as it relates to strategy and how you construct strategy you know, workshops, and then the tactical piece, which I think is sometimes the most challenging. Mm, so interesting to hear. Yeah, and that takes you to a position where you actually have the, the capabilities and the insights to design and deliver a great campaign or a program after that. So that sounds like a really good start. I know you have done really a few really successful campaigns. For example, you mentioned the case with, uh, uh, was it Barker Hughes? Baker Hughes, yep. Baker yep. Hughes. 
Uh, can you take us through that a little bit? What did that, you start out, as you said, with the strategic uh, and so forth. Um, what did you do and why was it successful, if I say it like that? Yeah, no, it, it, was, it was a really interesting and, and fantastic uh, engagement with, with that organization, very collaborative, and we still have an ongoing relationship with them. But, you know, number one is, let's talk about bakeries for one second. They have a history of being very product and sales focused. Most manufacturers do, right? That's just the history of the business. And that, that level of customer centricity, that, that muscle memory isn't necessarily there. So this was true transformation where we are aligning with and engaging with and understanding the needs at a functional level from sales, marketing, product, and customer success. So we talk about those workshops eminently important to actually, you know, shift the perspective of the organization from very product and, you know, features and functions benefits to very much customer centricity around what are the needs of the buyers, right? So that was one of the most important elements, I think, that we enabled within Baker Hughes and gained the trust of each one of the leaders within those functional areas. And then from there, they basically, we, we basically began to build out the strategy, which was essentially establishing what they called the ABM intensity scale. And for better words, it's, you know, one to one, to one which is the top five accounts. The, they called it the middle 50, which was one to few. And then they had the one to many, which was a verticalized account-based approach as it relates to the building uh, of those buyer journeys and, and understanding the needs of each one of them. And then from there, we, we were able to build campaigns specific to each one of those types of uh, uh, approaches for ABM, one-to-one, one-to-few, and one-to-many. And as we were able to do that, we shifted the messaging and the story from, again, feature and benefits focused to very much of like, what is the need of these customers? And, and specifically, this was about transformation because they had some interesting opportunities to meet the needs by combining this notion of additive manufacturing with CT inspection, which was brand new, right? But it also brought in these regulatory issues. So we addressed those upfront versus going with features and functions first. And then we also aligned very closely with sales as we engaged these accounts and we began to um, you know, not only put our ads in front of them, but we actually brought them in to the website. We were able to build trust you know, that we could actually help them and provide a better experience as it relates to solving specific problems they had. And then handed that over to sales with a level of intelligence. So as they're following up, they can have a very meaningful conversation out of the gates. And then last but not least, I think this really, the most exciting piece for us was while ABM was actually viewed very skeptically within the executive team of Baker Hughes, by the end of this, the executive team um, said pound for pound, this is the strongest performing campaign they've ever had. They, they had uh, closed three deals, which matriculated into multiple millions of dollars in revenue and over 1300% uh, ROI. So, you know, what I love about this is it's true digital transformation. It's leveraging all aspects of ABM from a strategic approach as well as tactical execution. And at the end of the day, in less than 12 months, they were able to show huge numbers. And in fact, this now becomes one of the most important ways they're going to market in winning new accounts. That's a great story. And, and so good to hear that it's, you know, turned out to be really successful from a ROI perspective as well, which is always not the case with successful marketing campaigns, I'd say, when we think we have done a great job, it's, it's uh, and so forth. But that's awesome. Do you work as a sales, marketing or channel manager and would like to generate great leads to your B2B tech company? Then we are here for you. 
by creating a qualified sales pipeline and strengthen your position in the tech industry. We help you grow. Depending on your needs, we use effective strategies like inbound marketing, telemarketing, account-based marketing, and paid media. Get more information on brightvision.com. What do you think is the key success factor? Was it in the tactical side where you designed the content or did they have the content uh, themselves or was it aligning uh, the sales uh, department or where do you see the success factors? Yeah, I think the success factors is threefold. Number one was the alignment. Like we got everyone on board with this approach and that we have to move, we had to move from a product centric approach to a customer centric approach. Uh, n- number two was in the strategy in terms of identifying the right accounts to go after and how we built out a specific journey for them and their needs and their in their content to the, to the point you just made. And then last but not least is in the tactical execution or orchestration of understanding where these accounts are engaging and how to produce the next best piece of content. And in fact, I think that's where most you know, brand struggle, Jacob, is is really, there's a lot of folks who understand strategy and planning around ABM and it's in its and where it fits from a go-to-market perspective. I think there are very few folks that have the entire skill set and team who can get into the weeds and begin to orchestrate these little micro segments and better understand how you can actually provide a better experience for those buyers who are likely to purchase from you at scale, right? And truly using technologies like an ABM platform, like a Sixth Sense, right, to engage them, right, to understand surge and intent data, or as they would call it, predictive data, to understand who's in market, but then provide the next piece of content within the next channel. Is it email? Is it social? Is it programmatic display? And what is it that you're trying to engage them with so you can move them down the sales um, cycle and create velocity? And that execution piece, I think, is where most people choke today because they just don't know what to do or they don't have the team or experience to truly bring that together in a fully functional way. Yeah, thanks for that. Sounds very interesting. Uh, for persons who haven't, you know, come across ABM platforms like Terminus, Demandbase, Sixth Sense, or so, can you give a little bit of background how you use and deploy that kind of tech and data into a campaign similar to this? Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll say, I, I we love working with all three of those partners, and they all have the particular strengths as it relates to the use case um, and, and, and relative size and need of the organizations we work with. And, you know, I think about those platforms in a couple of ways. You know, number one is they help you to better understand who your best accounts to target are, right? They, they have great information around, you know, your ICP, your ideal customer profile, your target account list, and then also lookalikes, like who are the other organizations, what are the other companies or organizations that are similar to past customers who bought from you that uh, could be buying from you in the future? So I think there's a layer from, from a, a, an account and targeting perspective that these organizations do a phenomenal job of, of, of helping you to, to drive insights. I think the second piece to this is, is really understanding how it's a layer that sits atop marketing, the marketing organization and marketing ops, sales ops and customer support. So you understand these motions or you understand these use cases as you deploy campaigns uh, to your prospects and your existing customers, right? So let me share what that could look like in a wide, in a very wide range. At the front end, right, it, you are able to, you know, understand who, who your target accounts are. You're able to load them into these platforms, and you're be, you're 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 enabled to then 
serve up you know these ads to these specific companies within specific roles so you can engage the right accounts and then when you layer on this intent data or predictive data right which is six sense is, is very well known for you're also then able to understand what accounts are in market right based off these signals from these third-party publishers so you you can combine this really powerful opportunity of going after the right accounts but also demystifying this notion of time or the dark funnel and knowing which accounts are likely to engage with you so you know take that as a use case right so you can build this amazing content based off the needs of those customers to get them to engage with your product or service. That's one example of a use case. And, and, and you can orchestrate that all the way through the buyer's journey. At the other end is even just a customer churn where you can lo load your existing accounts and you can load you know, the existing uh, uh, account contacts that you have with, within your existing customers and begin to understand you know, which of your customers are likely to be looking for other services that are outside of, of, of your product or service because they may leave you or, or buy from someone else. And you can actually then stand up campaigns to bring them back in and share your thought leadership and set up meetings so you can, you know, you can better understand how their needs may have changed and everything in between. And then the, the last piece to this is very powerful engines where they give you recommendations from an, you know, an AI perspective around what are the next best motions and what are the next best campaigns you can launch based off a particular segment. Um, and then you can deliver reporting from there. So incredibly powerful. They've done a phenomenal job of waking the entire B2B industry up to this notion of account-based marketing. But, um, you know, it, lots of, of power, you know, begets lots of responsibility and skill sets necessary to make these systems uh, work well. Yeah, thanks for explaining that, since that's so <laughs> not so intuitive for for people new to abm so that's very good to hear and uh, and as you say it's very powerful when you deploy it in the right way as well in in those uh, abm campaigns so for a b2b marketing organization should they buy or should they deploy this system and these insights via an agency as business online or what's your take on that oh i'm very very biased <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say, but you know, just actually being fair, and we only want to help companies we, that we can actually help, right? And there are companies, and it's typically tech companies that really do have a multifunctional team that can build the strategy and execute it, right? But let's talk about what that looks like because it is multifunctional, right? You need folks who understand strategy and planning. You need folks who understand how to how to get the right resources, buy in from the executive team. You need you know you need skill sets and experience that can actually begin to help to, to build um, the relative uh, plan that will enable the organization to transform because it is about transfer, transformation alignment going from demand gen as a, as a tactic or an approach and go to market and ABM. And, and it takes a different muscle memory, but some folks may have that internally, but a lot of folks don't. And then from a tactical perspective, you know, let's think about it like this. You need an army of data-driven marketers um, number one, and just understanding, you know, strategy and, and customer buying journey planning, right? Number two, in, in content and creative, you need folks who can understand how to build a better story so it can connect with your customers. You need to understand the copy and the visual representation to grab the attention of these folks, right? Now that everyone's doing digital transformation, the, the bar has raised in, in order to get the attention of these folks who are, are so busy, right? So you have to do something unique and bold in order to get their attention. And hint, it's not about leading with features and functions, which many B2B organizations, specifically in tech and manufacturing, love to do. 
It's also, you need a, a, an army and a team of folks, data-driven marketers who understand channel and media, right? Display, programmatic, social, paid search, and other channels like SEO and email, and how they all interoperate together so you can build a more personalized experience as the customer has control, right? And they get to engage with whatever content they want to in whatever channel or mode that they want to, right? On top of this, you need folks who understand these platforms and understand data and, and folks who are, are good with databases like ETL, right? And cleaning and cleansing data so you can get better AI driven information and you can know the next best action and you can create micro segments. And then last but not least, you need a team of folks who are great with reporting and analysis who can build the right reports. So the executive team, the sales team, the marketing function, the customer support function, get what they need to drive insights and action and as well as a team of folks who can extract statistically relevant insights so you can deliver better campaigns. So, you know, to the question at hand in summary, there are organizations that have a full team of these folks and they've got the resources to do it. What we're finding is because of this, you know, th th this incredible demand for folks who are data-driven marketers and can help with digital transformation, many companies are coming back to agencies because they understand they need a full team of expertise in order to pull this off. Very good uh, answer to a complex question there. So yeah, it takes more than one person to run the ABM That's systems, right. basically. So yeah, for the large organization, maybe, uh, or yes, but for the mid to smaller, definitely hard to pull it off if you're, you know, don't have the and bandwidth. Jacob, even with the larger organizations, they may have all these skill sets, but they are so buried with the existing work they have they don't have the time to learn something new and they don't have the resources or, or bandwidth to take on a, a whole nother project, a whole nother campaign, a whole mm. nother transformation. So, you know, even when they do have these, these skill sets, they're often already tapped. So it, you know, there, there's a need for, you know, outside folks, consultants, agencies, and so on to help move, move this forward. Yeah, definitely agree on that. Most organizations are very, heavy loaded with with existing work today and and many companies have a shortage of of staff basically so definitely good point from from a buyer perspective if a marketing manager would like to look into a system which one of them should they start with which is the easiest platform for a starter do you have any tips or recommendations where to start looking in that case yeah we're 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 an agency that's technology agnostic jacob and and while each one of these platforms have their their benefits and 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 are a, a, a better fit for an organization based on maturity. You know, I, I can tell you the three that we we typically work with and see tremendous value are Terminus, Demandbase, and Sixth Sense. And and like I said, they all have their their place and time in terms of, of use. But I think it's uh, it's it's well worth the effort to, to take them all for a spin and 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 see which one works best. Mm. Yeah, so any of these three are equally, you know, good to work with. So they just have different differences. Uh, uh, it depends on what you need and what you expect from the platform and your budget as well. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, all of those pieces will come in like any other technology buying experience and, and help you to better understand what is, 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 is best fit. And we do help our clients, you know, evaluate that, you know, based on their needs. Um, you know, to better understand what, what platform will deliver the best transformation and the best value in the shortest period of time. Yeah, awesome. And uh, 
Yeah. So uh, for a practicing marketeer, a CMO, or somebody who, who have gotten the, the ABM program in their lap going forward for the next year, you know, what's your recommendation? Where should they start? Uh, what do you think they should be focused on in order to be in a good shape at the end of next year? So we're looking for like prediction vision, like where, where is this going and what, what, what they need to be thinking about? Is, is that fair? Yeah, if there are anything to think about or things to avoid or <laughs> things to, you know, recommendations, tips or tricks, you can send them uh, uh, with them, so to say, for next year. Look, I, I, I think there, there are two areas that, that will help you to, you know, get ABM into market. One is, is better understanding who your, your ideal customer profile is. And that's, you know, obviously understanding your, your total addressable market, your TAM. And then your your tal your target your your target account list right, and I think there's often uh, a misnomer, frankly, when we help clients to better understand who they should be going after when we do a sales look back and we you know we we crunch data as it relates to you know their Salesforce or their HubSpot implementation from a CRM perspective, and truly where the market's going right. You want to combine that with where where are the growth opportunities in the verticals or areas of experience that you have, and the the mashing of that data will help you to better understand. Who, who is the best fit and who to go after, right? So that, that's one area I think to focus on. And, and, and it creates this um, it creates this more customer-centric approach, right? Which becomes the harbinger of, of things that come if you can better understand that versus just using the list that the sales team has given you, right? And, and that's not a true you know, data-driven approach to marketing, right? That's just a, a, a relationship-driven approach. So I think that's you know, one tactical recommendation is making sure you get that right. I think the, the second tactical recommendation is, is while we love for, for folks to engage with us at a large program level, sometimes it's just launching small micro campaigns as it relates to a particular vertical and go after, going after a smaller group of accounts. So, you know, choose 25 to 50. And can you build the buyer's journey from that very first engagement all the way through to sale and understand those stages, right? Understand the content as it relates to storytelling and eventually share your features and benefits understand the channels that you would want to engage, right? And as you send those triggers through. And then last but not least is understand the measurement component that would bring that through. So soft circle, something that's smaller that you can bite off on. And that's exactly what Baker Hughes did with us first, which is actually launch a small pilot. It worked and then they went big. So, you know, I think those two areas would be my, my specific tactical rep recommendation, which is spend some time getting your ICP right right? And then spend a little bit of time in launching uh, an ABM campaign or two based off a segment um, that you have and show the, the entire organization that you can engage and it can work and then look to do something bigger. Unless you have big budgets out of the gates and then, you know, you know go big or go home. But that's, that's, that's what we've seen to be successful with many of the clients that are driving transformation within ABM. Awesome. That's so great. And, uh, perfect parting advice here for everybody listening into this uh, really, really interesting podcast about the ABM. Well, thank you so much for the time. But before we go, uh, people who want to know more about you, Thad, or business online, or on the content you have provided within this area, where can we send them? Absolutely. So you could start by sending them first to our website. And by the way, thank you for the question and the time, Jacob. This has been a, a true pleasure and, and, and a, a delight. You can send them to our website, which is uh, www.businessol.com, or you can have folks email me directly, uh, which is thad, T-H-A-D, dot 
Kalo, K-A-H-L-O-W, at businessol.com. You can find us on LinkedIn or Twitter if you want to look up business online and, and follow our, our feeds. Um, and, you know, those are those are a couple of easy ways to get a hold of us. And, and, and frankly, we're happy to answer questions. I mean, even if you're not ready to engage an agency, that's okay. We love to be helpful. Um, we can get the right people on the call to, you know, guide you in the right direction. And if you are interested, obviously, from an agency perspective, we're, we're always willing to take that call as well. But we just want to be a resource. This is, this is a great time to be in the world of B2B performance and ABM. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Thad, and all the best with uh, Business Online and your future endeavors. I appreciate it. Thank you for having us, Jacob. Thank you for listening to Lead Generation Strategies for B2B tech companies. Don't forget to subscribe. You will find it where podcasts live. Discover how we can help you with your lead generation activities at brightvision.com.